0: Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for today. And I cannot wait to talk about today's topic. It's going to be all about purity in marriage. This is something the Lord has continued to place on my heart. And I was approached by our guest today to come in and talk about it. I'm like, absolutely, yes. It is my pleasure to welcome to our program today, Mike Rash. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this, (laughs) actually.
0: I think we've been talking about it for a while, but all of a sudden, the Lord just, this purity concept, it's been coming up everywhere that I go. And I don't know if it's just something that people are starting to talk about more and more, but it's definitely a topic that needs to be talked about more and more.
1: It does. We look at it, you know when you talk about marital purity uh, we well, 're the bride, right? Christ is coming for us, and it 's no different in a marriage. I mean, we need to be pure for Jesus, we need to be pure for our spouse for, our, for the person that we 're we have engaged with and, and said we 're going to spend the rest of our life with
0: yeah well let 's let 's start at a basic what is purity in marriage because I know what I make up about it. But let's give our audience, so as we're talking today, they have a better understanding of what we're really talking about.
1: Um, yeah, let's, so let me go back about six years ago, how Jackie and I got involved in doing this. Because I used to do uh, a thing called the Conquer Series, and that was for men who were dealing with sexual immorality, pornography. And then God just started to put this on my heart after my daughter and her husband went through a very, very dark time in their marriage because of pornography, uh, alcohol, affairs, and all that kind of thing. So after we got through that and we watched them go through it and we were there for them, um, I just came to Jackie one day and said, you know what, this is something that God's asking me to do. It's just a heavy on my heart. And so I prayed for it and and I talked to people and I kept praying and then one day God just said, you know what, you, you just, you're, you're going to do this. And so I started putting some things together and what to call it, do all that. And so marital purity is what came up because I look at that as it, marital purity is three things for me. It's freedom for your marriage. It's freedom for your career. But most of all, it's a freedom with your walk with God. And so walk with God is first, your marriage, and then your career. And so many people look at it just the opposite. i got to make money, i got to do this, i got to do that, and the marriage just kind of falters to the background, right? And then the, the bottom line is it's freedom for your very soul. That's what we're talking about. When you become one with the person you're marrying, there should be no other in your life other than God. Yeah. And so many people, I think, what I'm finding in marriages that come to us they they don't understand that piece. God is not they think God is there. Like you had said earlier, God is but they don't know him. They don't know Jesus. Yeah. And so we kind of start with that. Um Jackie and I are not professional anything. <laughs> we are just called by God to mentor these couples. And um we've had a little bit of training through a place called 12 Stones but I mean it's not anything that's you know, certifies us in any case, so I wanna put that out there. We just love Jesus and we just don't want to see marriages go awry because of this.
0: Let's talk about that for a minute because it's so easy to get caught up in statistics. It's so easy to get caught up in what's going on. But one of the things that I've just been noticing more and more is people just they seem so disconnected. There doesn't seem you, you mentioned the oneness piece. It just seems like, oh, I'm kind of doing my thing. Oh, I'm kind of doing my thing. And we're just making it work this way because this is just what works for us. And I would put in our offer into the space that there's something missing when that happens. And when you talked about these cornerstones, I actually the song, it is well in my soul kept coming up as you were talking, (laughs) because there is that knowing that when it is well in your soul, there is a sense of like you said, it's the oneness piece And I always like to talk about it as a no regrets, but not in the way that most people talk about no regrets. Most people talk about no regrets as in, oh, I'm going to go out and do all these things in my life and I'm going to dive off the cliff because I don't want any regrets. For me, no regrets means I get up in the morning and I know it is well in my soul. I know that my relationship with the Lord is secure. I know that my relationship with my husband is secure. I know that I am on purpose and on track for God's plan for my life. And it is well in my soul. When those things happen, it's like I know and trust that God is working in those things. And there's no regrets. I don't have to sit there, even though I'm not saying I don't fall short, because trust me, we both do, right? Like, oh, we, know, we know this. Every day. But the good news is, we know where we can go with that. But man, isn't it a great feeling, Mike, when you wake up in the morning, and you're just like, I have no regrets. My yesterday was, like, my soul's good, like I have no regrets i my thoughts I, I kept my thoughts where I wanted them to be I focus on the Lord, my steps were with him I was obedient in what he asked me to do man that is a good feeling it is and, and
1: and in today's society in in our world today that is something that is no longer a part of a lot of people's lives it's not before I became a believer, I lived that life i mean i I dabbled in pornography i I drank, I, I never did drugs. That's one thing I, I never did. But um, when I look back and I see, even at that time, and then I look today, and I'm like, man, there is so much that we need Jesus for. And if we don't put him first in our lives, in everything that we do, we lose. We lose. You can't do it alone, Deb. I can't do it alone. These marriages can't be fixed alone. You need Jesus, and if we don't start putting him back in our lives, I don't know where our country or our world is going to go. I mean, I do. Jesus is coming back, Um, but we're not to stand and do nothing in the meantime. Jesus hates divorce. Jesus does not like people divorcing over, you know, it used to be over money. Now it's over affairs, prostitution, pornography. That's all of what people are starting to break up for. And it doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way.
0: Where have we missed the boat? I feel like at what point did this get to the state that we're in now? Because I look back at my parents' generation, I look back at their parents' generation, and you just kind of kept going. You kept, I keep wondering is it a message of the world that people hear? Is it we're not willing to fight as hard? Um, because I do believe there are cases where divorce may be appropriate. If we've got an abuse that is beyond right, there are cases Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in the pastoral world, you know, we will talk about that. My, my goodness, if you are in an abusive relationship, please seek immediate help. I mean, that that's a given, right? And what I also believe is that God can transform a marriage. Even people, you, you talked about your daughter's experience. I'm sure there's many times that you were thinking I don't even know where this is going, and then God enters and transforms.
1: That's exactly, um, you know, we are we are told biblically. In fact, I read it this morning. I can't remember first Corinthians. We're not to marry someone who's not a believer. My daughter did, but when he came to Christ, it was just a miraculous thing that occurred in their marriage. I mean, it. it I can't. You know, people say, oh, you know, a miracle. No, God does still perform miracles, and I can vouch and stand that this is one. That marriage should have never, ever survived with what he did. should have never done. But it did because of Jesus. And so I think today we have just become so adept. You hear the comments a lot of times, well, it's just the way it is, so we got to live with it. Um, I'm not that kind of guy. You know, you, you. It's not that way. We're not to. We're not supposed to. You know, men are men. You know, no, men are men. Yes, but that doesn't give them a free ticket to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on pornography to go out with other women against your wife to do that. And the wives the same. It's not just men. Today, there's a 35 percent of women, eighteen to thirty five, are dabbling in pornography. That's not a good thing. That's not a good sign. Why is that? Well, a lot of times for women, it's because we have made women on this pedestal. Pick up a magazine, Victoria's Secrets, Hollywood, whatever you want to do, that's what women are supposed to look like. That's what they're supposed to be, TV advertisements. And these young girls who are not like that, they 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 have to go some because that boy doesn't like them and this doesn't happen so they go and they feed off something else, no different than a marriage. Why do men look for other women? Something's wrong. There's a flag in that marriage. It could be way back uh, in in the life of the of the husband. Let's say, you know, uh, for me, I was sexually abused at ten by my cousins, and so. You start to think, and and every person that we visit with, that Jackie and I mentor and we couple with, there is a flag, there is a wound that has never, ever been dealt with or healed. And that was in my son-in-law's case, same thing.
0: And once we start to look at the wound and invite Jesus into the healing, and often seek professional help as well, mm-hmm. this is something that I really like to make clear to people is that... Yes, Jesus is the divine physician and Jesus will oftentimes put people on our path, whether it's mentors like you and Jackie, whether it's a professional therapist, it might be the pastor of a church, but there are people that are specifically trained to also help people Mm -hmm. who've got those wounds. I mean, I'm, you know, raising my hand myself. I spent four years in therapy for PTSD because my life was completely a wreck. I mean, it was just a wreck and i knew i needed professional help mm-hmm. and jesus even spoke to me and said oh yeah i could heal the silver night but i'm not going to because there's people in the journey that will also be impacted and there's things that need to happen in this journey and i am inviting you to walk on this journey yep it's not going to be easy but i'm inviting oh, you to walk in the journey it never is
1: and and we do after a number of visits we can i mean we can tell jackie and i can tell whether they you know okay this is going to be a workout we'll get it or no you, you need to you need to go. I mean, in fact, we're actually going to uh, Twelve Stones, I believe, with a couple. He's dealing with a number of things, uh, PTSD, um, you know, those types of things are all. Uh, Jackie and I can't do that. I'm not. We're we're not professionals. So there are people out there that can do that. I I, I make it very clear to them that they need to find. Hopefully, it's a it, it's a believer that they go to to that that they see because I've seen it where. Some counselors use it as a different type of, you know, wellness, yes. and I don't like that.
0: Amen. We're going to talk a lot more about that. We are talking with Mike Rash. We're talking about purity in marriage. This is Deb McGregor, Live jo Joy, Share We'll be right back. But first, we're going to take a brief pause.
1: Services Are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services Inc., a registered investment advisor.
0: This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218. 218- 248 I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Aylesworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy Share Joy. With me today is Mike Rash. We are talking about purity in marriage. And as we went into the break, we were talking about wounds that people have. We were talking about what breaks down that marriage. And Mike, in the little break there, we were just talking about the fact that it's not just men having the affairs. A lot of times, in fact, the statistics are rising of women who are choosing to go have these affairs. What is driving people to this? This is not just something that happens overnight
1: um... value uh, my daughter will tell you in her instance and what she's seeing in their church they have a mentorship program an actual training program where mentors go get trained and they mentor people with this it's value for women most of the time their husbands are not showing them love they're not showing them value now with that being said value doesn't come from a man value doesn't come from a woman comes from god that's where we get our value and we go back to the beginning of the show that's where people are missing jesus and even people who are believers are missing jesus because they look at value differently so i would say with women and i think jackie would agree uh it's value a lot of times where they start looking because some other they're having problems in their marriage because their husband isn't showing them value and affection and all that and so they happened to go out with the girls one night and, whoa, this guy started to show some interest and bum, 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 pretty soon, you know, you're, you're into an affair.
0: And a lot of times I would even make up that it's the emotional piece. Oh, someone else is listening to me. Oh, someone else is taking time for me. I use this, like, this taken-for-granted thing. I think a lot of times people start to feel taken for granted, and I think that can be both on the male or the female side, and it's almost as if we don't even see that person. We get so used to seeing them in the morning. We get so used to seeing them, um, you know, in bed at night. I always laugh. It's one one thing that I always have found amusing is when I come home from the hair salon. <laughs> How long does it take my husband to notice that I've done something different with my hair? Now it sounds kind of funny, but I can go out on the street and anybody that I don't see frequently will be like, oh, what'd you do to your hair? You did something different. They notice it in two seconds, right? Mm-hmm. It's those little things. It's the, I see you. You are like, every time I look at you, like you're just so valuable to me. You're so important to me. And you're the person God put into my life to be with for life. And so how do we get back to that? How do we, I know, yes, relationship with God, of course, seeing who we are in Jesus Christ is so important, but God also put us into each other's life for a reason. How do we get back to that place where we do see each other?
1: You know, I think today we've just we made marriage just a thing. I mean, you can meet somebody today and get married two months later. Jackie and I—I I, I mean, I thought we went fast. We met in October, were engaged in February, and got married that August. But there are people out here, and and I'm not saying that they don't always work because they can. But I think we just take marriage for granted. You know, let's get married, Deb. I think that's what we should do. I mean, we're living together anyway, so let's just make it work. And uh, most of the time, statistics will tell you, couples that are living together and then get married, it's really a tough journey, if it lasts. Because they have become, and I think that's a big part of it today. They have become, yeah, they're living together, but they're still separate. They're still doing their own things, not as a married couple. So I think that's part of it. I think uh, how we see today, p- other people living Holly, I mean, Hollywood and just the world, the, the carnage that you see out there that takes place, we just buy into that fact.
0: Yes. Well, it, and you it is, it's exactly like that. It's Hollywood. We don't see what happens when the camera rolls off, right? That's what I always tell people is like they normalize all of these behaviors, but then they stop the camera rolling. We don't see what the real impact of that kind of stuff is. So when you go into work with couples and you're mentoring them, what happens? Is this, you meet in someone's home, you meet like at a church? Well,
1: generally, they come to our house. We just open our house up for them and, and, uh, because it's more comfortable. It's more private rather than going to a church or something. And so we do that. They come into our home. And then we just, we ask them, you know, why are you here? I mean, I you know me. Um, you know, if you talk to most people, I'm a pretty straightforward guy. I don't beat around the bush. And, and so why are you here? And we'll listen to a little bit. And then the thing that we do that we have seen work, uh, being at 12 Stones uh, Retreat Center, we give them each one hour to talk about their life, go back as far as five years old, and we need to know as much detail about your life up to today as possible. The spouse that's not talking can't interfere, can't talk, can't give any voices, nothing. She just sits there, or he just sits there and listens. And we take notes, and there's certain words that we got from the counselors, uh, 12 stones that we look for in there. You know, what, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, mm -hmm, I can see that. Yeah, abuse, I can see that. And so that's what we do. So that takes approximately two hours of the first day. Then we just break it down. There's a lot of arguing, fighting, um, verbiage, but... It has to come out. You have to, uh, you know, it's not about one or the other, and we make that very clear. We're not here because he did it. We're not here because you did it. We're here because you have a problem, and you obviously want to take care of the problem in your marriage. You want evil out of your marriage, and so that's why you're here. And we just continue. And after probably three times, we pretty much know, and then we say, you know what, we think you need some deeper counseling that Jackie and I just can't do. And then we give them some names of counselors here in the area. We give them some names of counselors outside the area they choose. Um, but um, we still, I mean, I, we, we've been six years now doing this. We still are in touch with every couple we've worked with. They reach out to us. You know, I got a call the other day. Um, a wife was concerned. She saw some things. She sees the flags now. Yep. You know, what do I do? Um, and it was nothing, but there's still some, there's that trust issue, Deb, that takes a while for some people to just turn it over to God and, you know, it is what it is. But it's a blessing for us, for Jackie and I to be able, and it's not about us. I mean, this is God. God is in the forefront of everything that we do in this. And uh, it's amazing to see how he can change a marriage Because when you put the right things in and you get Satan out of it and you start to see what's causing different things, it's
0: amazing. Yeah, it is. And and praise the Lord for this work that you're doing. One of the things we've talked about is the impact on the family. And this does not just affect the marriage, it affects the whole family. Let's talk about that.
1: When the marriages are struggling, kids see, I mean, kids are not dumb. They see this, they understand it. They can tell when mom and dad aren't, you know, together, driving, doing all that. And so it affects them. I see it at the pregnancy center when I do my fatherhood class. And um, you can see the the sadness. And, I mean, there's crying that goes on with these hardcore guys because they don't have their kids anymore. Their kids have said, no, we don't want you. And then what happens to those kids? They grow up and they see, oh, that was what my dad did or that was what my mom did. And then so it becomes the norm of the world again. And so I think we have to be very careful because marriage, when you have a family, it is. this is a conversation I had with my daughter-in-law because she is a mama bear. And she just, her kids are her kids. And I said, you know, they're not your kids, right? They're God's kids. And so you're here on earth to take care of them, but they're not yours. So... They're going to do things, and they're going to go off, but you train them up as the way they should go. And so I think parents today have become so involved in the world, not all of them, and I don't mean it that way. So please, nobody take it that way. But a lot of people today have become so part of the world, their jobs. Both mom and dad are working, and now you had the COVID, and the schools are shut down, and that's made all of this really bad. I mean, we've gotten more calls than than ever um, over this, I think they the parents need to get involved. They need to first of all, they need to talk to their children. If they're having a problem, you don't want to bring them into your problem, but you just want to let them know. I mean, at eight and ten and eleven, they can understand. You know, mommy and daddy are just having a tough time right now, so we're just going to ask you to kind of help us, okay? And and they can do that. They will do that. But if you leave them outside the closet, so to speak. Then they start to go. Okay, what's this? What that? The number one fear of a junior high is if their mom and dad are going to get divorced. That's the number one fear in a Barna survey. I was just blown away by that. And I'm like, okay, I had different fears than that when I was in junior high. I never thought that. And so I think that's a part of it. And then I think you have to talk to them about sexual immorality. Um, you know, this is this is a good picture. This is a bad picture and in our schools today they're getting bad pictures trust me <laughs> this this is not going well in our public schools today and i think once you teach them that and you show them that have conversations about sex when they're old enough to understand that right and I, that that's a big help that's a big help and and Jackie and i just gather that information when we're at 12 stones and and we you know talk to the counselors there what how can we help how can we yeah. get them to do that yeah, so
0: absolutely and I'm glad we were able to bring in the family piece because that is a huge component because that's our next generation and boy we could that we could go on and on on that conversation as well. Mike, I'm sure there are people listening that are like we need to get in touch with Mike and Jackie and talk to them about this purity mentoring. How should someone get in touch with you?
1: They can just give me a call. Uh, my number is two one eight five five six five four nine nine. Just give me a call. Uh, Jackie and I are always available. She's usually working and. Uh, stuff but I'm usually available I don't do anything without running it by her we're, we're a team um, but you can just give me a call um, we talk about it I mean Phil talks about it a lot on QFM I'm on there from with him on driving with Phil um, you can even reach out to Kelly at the pregnancy center if you would like to visit with her um, she can tell you a lot about what we do um, and the classes that are there so even if it's about being a father you're struggling in that area and that's okay we can help you. We can, we can help you get there. So there's ample ways you can get a hold of us. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We want to thank Mike Rash for coming in today to talk about purity in marriage. Mike, thanks for coming in today. Thank
1: you so much. I, I just, um, yeah. And, you know, and the big thing other than that, I just want to close with, it's not about you. And by that I mean, don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about what this person says. Get help know that you can change your marriage if it's on the rocky end of it. You can. You can do that. I know God performs miracles every day, and any time that a marriage becomes whole again, Jackie and I look at it as a miracle.
0: Amen. Amen. And our hope is in Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. At at the firm foundation. Mike, thanks so much for coming in today. Talking to us about purity in marriage. And uh, reach out to Mike and Jackie if you are looking for looking at a purity mentor and what they can do for you. We want to thank you for choosing to listen. We want to thank Philip Elkey for engineering today's program. And we just want to remind you to live joy and share joy. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy.